Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, we're here with another episode of Doom Coming. Pod- Doom Coming. Thank you, Jenny. Actually. You do it much better than I do. A podcast where we talked about the first season of Yellow Jackets, and this is the part where we tell you things you should know. Thing number one, I, Kristen Russo, am the same age today as Jenny Owen Youngs. Thank wow, you. Wow, it's your favorite. It's the most wonderful time of year, according to Kristen Russo. It is. For the uninitiated, it's about three weeks of time that exists where Jenny and I are the same age before I age up. And one of these years, I'm going to make an advent calendar for the, just that <laughs> occasion. <laughs> Delightful. Anyway, we just have a couple of quick things and we're going to get right on into F sharp today. First of all, gentle listener, we just want to alert you to the fact that our beautiful holiday merch is currently available. We've got some holiday ornaments. We've got some holiday wrapping paper. We've got some new shirts and hats and socks. It's looking pretty exciting over at bufferingthevampireslayer.com when you click on shop. That was the most casual, natural sentence you've ever said, Jenny. Yeah, I'm always talking about going to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and clicking on shop. There's a company in my town, and their radio ad is includes them saying the name of their business probably more than 40 times inside of one minute, and I thought it was the wildest thing I'd ever heard, but literally, I will never forget their name. It uh, worked. It worked. It so worked. if we just accomplish, if we just keep saying uh, bufferingthevampireslayer.com slash shop, you'll just wind up there accidentally. <laughs> um, also- Waking up at your computer from a deep sleep just with our store open in front of you. <laughs> Uh, the only other thing that we want to tell you involves a snowstorm that happens in the town of Sunnydale, California, uh, right around this time of year. It's an episode from season three. It's the 10th episode, in fact, and it's called Amends. Uh, it comes with Faith Lahane and crappy gifts. It comes with fucking Joyce and her uh, queries about Angel being on the top. It um, <laughs> comes, with- comes with a man who may or may not be righteous. We- TBD. TBD, indeed. The jury is out we have continued our buffy watches uh over in the patreon space so if you want to join us those watches are open to all patrons every level just go on over to either patreon.com slash buffering cast or buffering the vampire slayer.com and click on patreon um also heads up just a reminder that in 2023 that patreon space will also be home to our coverage of season eight of Buffy the Vampire Slayer as uh, canonically written in the Dark Horse comics. So put that in your winter pipe and smoke it. (laughs) Your winter pipe? Yeah. It has a little snowman painted on the side, Jenny, clearly. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You sprinkle some pine needles in there for extra flavor. (laughs) Uh, You know, 
this is a incredibly brief intro for us so i'm just gonna take a moment <laughs> to say how dare we be brief <laughs> yeah <laughs> disgusting uh you know it's a magical time of year uh it can also be a very difficult time of year uh we're just thinking about you guys and hoping that you're doing well mm-hmm. and uh Kristen, I just want to say I'm thankful for you. What? And I'm thankful <laughs> for the beautiful people who listen to us talk for hours on end <laughs> in this feed. What a what an incredible gift. Wow, to Jenny. get to make these podcasts with you and for you, dear listener. Um that was very nice I'm, and unexpected. My wife is incredibly pregnant. <laughs> I am uh I'm metamorphosing. You're 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 coming out of your cocoon with many many feelings. uh, Leave me alone, December. But accept my love. I accept it. I accept it into my heart. Um, I also am very thankful for you and for all of our listenership. And yeah, for anyone like Jenny said, that's a really good point that you brought up. That this time, um, sort of that. Oh, it's so magical and can be so special. And also, I think for many people can be um, difficult because of that, because maybe you have some hard things going on. Maybe you have um, some family that you're not going to see this year intentionally or not. Who knows what you have going on? But we have each other. We've had each other for several years now. um, And it's pretty amazing that we get to share the space together. So thanks, Jenny, for having all the feelings. Uh, Anytime. And now, without further ado, let's transition smoothly and seamlessly from feelings talk into a bunch of girls who crashed in a plane. (laughs) Can't wait to find out what happens next. Can't wait. Tis the season. Well, welcome back to Doom Coming. <laughs> a podcast uh, where we are discussing every episode of Yellow Jackets that currently exists, aka one season's worth in chronological order. Spoiler free. Did I get most of your spiel? In tandem with nothing. <laughs> in, t- in tandem with the unraveling of our very minds and souls. <laughs> Uh, we cannot help but pod. Here we are. Uh, this podcast is spoiler free until until we get to a little segment called mm-hmm. "What's the Buzz," in which Tell we'll be talking me what's about what's happening. Oh my god! <laughs> in which we'll be talking about uh, theories, uh, wild things I've read on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, scientific accuracy, whatnot. And any thoughts that we have on this particular day about Jesus Christ Superstar, if any. Correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, today we are discussing Yellow Jacket Season 1, Episode 2, F Sharp. My favorite sharp, actually. Is it? I, I was wondering what your feelings were on this note, but I'll wait until we get into the body of the podcast okay. before yeah, I Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. You. I have lots of thoughts i'm sure everyone's really gonna want to hear about f sharp is better than a minor i don't know for me they go together why who knows we can talk about it later (laughs) (laughs) okay f sharp was written by jonathan lisco ashley lyle and bart nickerson directed by jamie travis and 
Originally aired November 21st, 2021. <laughs> wow, I was one, begging for this from you. <laughs> one itty bitty day before my 40th birthday. Wow. It's like in the in the buffering times, it was so nostalgic. And now you're just like, uh, this was one day before yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Time has really caught up with a girl. <laughs> Uh, this is the one where, according to IMDb, the teens get their bearings as Misty finds hell on earth quite becoming. In the present, revenge, sex homework, and the policeman formerly known as Goth. Different folks are writing these descriptions <laughs> than the, wow. the ones I'm used to, but I like it. I, th- I A plus to yeah. whoever wrote this very poetic description of the episode. Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, Cool. Here we go. Here we go. Jenny, um, uh, this, yes. the, the closed captions a lot um, in this episode say, like, girls uh, girls vocalizing. Shrieking. I think vocalizing oh. eerily is the... Is the oh, vocalizing is. eerily is, the, is that piece of the score that's like... Ah, ah, Yeah, it reminded me a bit, yeah. even though there is no vocalizing in the theme you wrote, I thought, since everyone just there, heard the theme, that would maybe be There actually thing. is vocalizing in the, in the theme I wrote. It, <laughs> it begins with vocalizing, Kristen. It's the very first thing that happens. I knew that. It was just a test. I wanted to make sure ah. you remembered the theme. Okay, okay, There's sure. probably a lot of F sharp and A minor in mm. that theme, eh? Yeah. Mm. Well, do you want to start by talking about the title of this episode? Uh, yeah, this episode's called F sharp, <laughs> uh, which is a note that uh, in the Western scale is found in between F and G. In the Western scale? Yeah. In Western music, we have a 12-tone scale. In other parts of the world, uh, the scale can be subdivided oh. more. In In the Western scale, they were like, fuck subdivisions. This is all we need. Yeah, this is some real powdered wig shit, Kristen. <laughs> oh, they were like, we some... need order. <laughs> Actually, Kristen, did you know that um, for a long time, the tritone, which is uh, in between a perfect fourth and a perfect fifth, the tritone was considered the devil's interval. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, you like that? <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay. you know, I know we're here to podcast about yellow jackets, but there's just like a large part of me that sometimes wishes that we were just here to fuck around because this is fun. Jenny, of course. for the listeners at home, Jenny went off screen and has come back on screen with a full acoustic guitar in her hands. Of oh, the whole one. Yeah, I don't have any half ones. Um, so, <laughs> so that's a perfect fourth. Okay. That's a perfect fifth. Okay. Oh, the devil! That's a tritone. <laughs> the devil. Or I could feel Maria. the devil. Uh, the tritone has been, you know, 
used in many beautiful ways. <laughs> uh, but back in powdered wig times, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, greatly frowned upon. Wow. Uh, and believed to be evil for reasons you can kind of imagine. You can kind of understand when you hear it. Mmm. Satisfying. Mmm. So consonant. Yeah, I mean, feels like you're tra- you're trapped yeah. in between in between two places. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. I have so much to say about this, but I'm gonna stay on track here. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. Don't let me no pull you down into the mire with me. Fucking fascinating. Like I was really hoping we were gonna get some F sharp chatter, and little did I know we were gonna get like you pulling out your guitar within the first five minutes of talking. Um, so. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about tritones, but does that, does that have anything to do with F sharp as an actual note? No, right? That's just you were just talking about. No, we were that just yeah. came up because we were talking about the Western scale and whatnot. Can you could could you play an F sharp for us since you have? Oh your my guitar? gosh, yeah, of course. Okay, satisfying. Uh, it you know, it's right there. Here's uh, F sharp major. Ooh. Here's F sharp minor. These are chords, Ooh, not nice. just these single note F sharp. Uh, I use F sharp a lot as a as a the inversion, a, a D inversion with F sharp in the bass. Beautiful. Which is nice if you're playing a G to D to E minor because you can move the bass note, kind of uh, walk it down. So G, D over F sharp, E minor. Beautiful. Really nice. Wow. This I don't. Is, I don't have what everybody's to, here for, right? I don't have anything to offer. My glockenspiel is tucked away. Otherwise, I would play an F sharp gleefully on the glockenspiel for you. But I know you would. <laughs> so let's talk about this title outside of its musical uh, resonance here, which uh, we get the title at the end of the episode. Laura Lee Indeed. is explaining that she she thinks that this is her fault. Um, the plane has crashed because she called her piano instructor a bad word. That bad word was cunt in her mind, Lily, but God you. heard her. And, oh, Lorley. And I was thinking before we got on this um, taping, Jenny, about like the episode as a whole and like how this all fits in and what have you. And I feel like this second episode does a lot of giving us the like the depth of trauma and the like the the fact that these kids have like their their childhood has ended their innocence has ended and like this conference and i this is just my opinion um which mm-hmm. is is i think uh, found in the wilderness between knowledge and ignorance if i'm correct <laughs> but um but I, I just feel like, you know, Laura Lee's Laura Lee is talking about a time before where she believed that like doing something like this could be so bad that it would have consequences. And like what I love about the where the title comes into the episode is that not it's not just everybody laughing and Laura Lee sitting there like still believing this. It's that Laura Lee is also laughing um, about <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the time that existed when that Laura Lee was the only Laura Lee, right? Like like that, like yeah. that reality for her is gone. The reality of stealing TJ Maxx bucks is gone. 
the just like all of this like fun stuff i mean not fun that's but the simple stuff the simple a to b of it all is gone for them um and and you know clearly there's a lot more than just this f sharp moment but i think that's why the title is is chosen as the title i think that's why we get this moment but i don't know what your what are your thoughts jenny are you saying sorry are you making a connection I see, I see, I see. You're saying you think that you feel like the title, they chose the title of F Sharp because you feel like it's this sort of stepping over a certain threshold. Yeah, and because it's because that moment where Laura Lee tells that story, it's not just a moment for Laura Lee. It's like a real moment for all of them where, I don't know. It's just like they ha- they're like thinking back on their innocence before this happened in a way that is kind of I don't know I think it's really poignant and powerful um and and really sad uh but but I don't know I mean it's the first time I really thought about it because when I'm just Kristen watching Yellow Jackets I'm not thinking about yeah yeah (laughs) I like I I like that I just think that uh I don't think these girls um know themselves to be stepping over a threshold. No, I agree. I 1,000% agree. They have no idea. The, we do. Like, we do. And, like, maybe, like, Laura Lee, if she, uh, you know, is around still, like, if, if Laura Lee was reflecting back on this as an adult, right, if Shauna was reflecting back on this as an adult, like, this might be a moment that they realized was a turning point for them. You know, and like we see it mm-hmm. as the viewer. I agree with you. They have no idea. They're just having a good time laughing. Yeah, yeah. They don't know Misty's about to smash the black box in the woods after oh peeing. God. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Well, I mean, it's a huge Misty episode, so we definitely could start there if you want to start with the Misty. I mean, we start with Misty in 92. I think this is one of the only moments in the series when we go back before 96, at least in this, right? In this season? It's the only one I can think of. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to party? Do you want to party with Misty for, for a little while? I do. I do. Uh, Misty receives a phone call in 1992 in her bedroom. Uh, she is on the receiving end of a classic anal sex in the janitor's closet <laughs> accusation. We've all been there. Um, um, why I is love the bully's that... name always Becky? I just feel like Becky is such a bully name. Sorry to all the Beckys huh. out there. Becky. I, to all the Beckys out there, I don't feel that way. That was Kristen <laughs> saying that. Um, I love. I love Misty's reflexive reaction to this which is i feel like something that i would have said which is for your information (laughs) i've never even been in the janitor's closet she was trying to undo it from its source you know like why even talk about the particulars when clearly i haven't even been in that place (laughs) yeah 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 um and we get this great quote of hers which oh god is also the exactly the sort of thing that i would have said to someone who was uh, harassing me in 1992. Opinion is the wilderness between knowledge and ignorance. Yeah. And then she can't just let it lie. She has to say, that's Plato. Yeah. 
Also, um, for what it's worth, the actual Plato quote is um, medium, not wilderness. Uh, opinion is the medium between knowledge and ignorance. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're uh, what's the buzzer, hang, hang, hang out until after what's the buzz, because I have some more to say about that. OK, OK. Um, did you already mention that the will that Wilson Phillips is? Fucking new. The the theme song of this episode, if I may say so myself, is yeah, yeah, yeah. this Wilson Phillips song. Uh, things can change. Things will go your way if you hold on for one more day. Can you hold on for one more day? This is Misty's theme song. This is Misty's theme song. She's just trying to hold on. Yeah, she's just she's yeah. just trying to hold on for one more day. From ninety two to ninety six to twenty twenty one. This character is um, doing anything that she needs to to hold on for one more day. Yeah. So here are some things <laughs> that she does. Mm-hmm. In 1996, in the aftermath of the plane crash, after Coach Ben's leg, which has been oh. crushed oh. underneath a piece of the plane, oh. and the girls have team lifted it and pulled him out. Uh, after that injury has been revealed, Misty chops off the smashed part of his leg. Uh, she takes her glasses off, uh-huh. does the axing, blood splatter across the face, uh-huh. puts the glasses back on, takes off uh-huh. her belt, tourniquets his leg. Mother, Mother by Tracy Bonham is blaring away. What The first song and maybe only song that I was ever able to play and sing at the same time when I was learning how to play guitar was Mother, Mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. It's the only one that I could ever do both things at the same time. I don't know why. <laughs> but, um, wow. yeah, this is like... First of all, the leg. We have to take just a second for the leg before we keep going on on the Misty train. That I is this the roughest thing I've ever seen on television? It, it like truly might be the roughest thing I've ever seen on television because this is not a sci-fi fantasy show. This is not a monster zombie. This is just a human under a plane piece, and his leg is. I'm not gonna. I don't even. It's just really bad. It's really bad. Um, but this was the moment that I was thinking about when I was like digging into the F sharp of it all. Cause like the episode starts and is like, we are not fucking around. Like we are not fucking around. And the girls have this moment, the girls, I mean, I guess like there's more than just girls, but most of them are the soccer team girls. And like, they're, let's be real. This show is about the girls, but also sometimes Travis and coach Ben. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and Javi. Don't forget about Javi. And Javi and, like, Adam, I guess. Uh, yeah, Adam. Um, and Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. And, always. and Randy. Well, I, I just, <laughs> just, we just name all the men. Uh, <laughs> the principal. Finally, uh, men getting the recognition they so desperately deserve <laughs> and have been denied for so long. Um. Oh, my God. What's fucking Miss Stan? Don't forget about Stan. And Caligula. Okay, yeah. so yeah, um, but but yeah, but this like it's like n- clearly they've like gone through a plane crash, but I feel like they're very like disoriented and sort of like what is going on, and like this moment is just like oh, like shit, just got real. Twelve ladies yeah. picked to live in the wilderness. 
I'm trying to do the real world monologue, but I don't, I don't know the words to it. Um, I can't help you. It's, it's then shit got real. I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm a child of the 90s, but I'm also failing. Um, yeah. So Misty cuts off Ben's leg, puts her fucking glasses back on. We see her throughout the episode. She's like, uh, she helps with fucking Travis's arm. She is bracing somebody's like little elbow. She she's instructing people how to make bandages. Mm-hmm. She took the Red Cross babysitting training course twice, Kristen. Twice. I, I saw people in the. So we're not wa- um, watching every episode with the group. We didn't watch the second episode with the group, but I, I spied in on the chat on the Discord, and <laughs> I saw a couple of folks being like, I'm sorry, I did not learn this in Babysitter's <laughs> CPR class. Like, <laughs> what course did Misty take where they were like, this is how you axe a leg off and then fucking burn it shut so that the bleeding yeah. stops? This is serious Serious stuff. Um, and for but we see for all her practical knowledge, her bedside manner <laughs> is se- severely lacking. Uh, yeah. During a moment of coach's consciousness, she tries to give him all the details, but thank God, Taisa is there to be like, ah, you're gonna be fine. Misty's doing a great job, and that's all you need to know right now. Uh, yeah, and like then later she's like, um, I chopped your leg off, and we're not done with this yet. So, and then fucking. <sighs> <laughs> and then she cauterizes yeah. his leg. So we uh, like because we're getting I mean we're getting three three pieces of Misty. Normally we just get like two, the 96 and the 2021, but we get this like pre-96 piece of Misty. So we yeah. see that like she is an incredibly she's an incredibly insecure kid because she has been picked on for like however many years. She just wants to belong, she wants to fit in. And suddenly she's, I almost said on this island, because I also am just going to con- yep. keep confusing the this island. with Lost. Deep in the woods. Uh, deep in the woods on the island. She is realizing that everything from before is essentially erased. This is like, this is like a, a 16-year-old's dream if they are like feeling like they're not important and not cool and like nothing has gone right for them like what is what is better than everything from before being erased and suddenly you exist in this reality where your skill set is the most needed thing and everyone is like mm-hmm. ta- she hears van and somebody Laura else Lee. Laura Lee talking about how like they would not even be around if it weren't for Misty and this is amazing thank god for Misty so something about this <laughs> Something about this exchange is so funny to me. <laughs> Laura, uh, Van is like, yeah, like Misty rocks. Like, thank God she's here. And then Van apologizes to Laura Lee for saying, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way that you might, um, around Laura Lee apologize for taking the Lord's name in vain. But oh, I think saying thank God is just. <laughs> Like, chill. <laughs> totally. Well, I think, I mean, like, Van, like, a lot of these people are, like, on the same soccer team, but probably have not, like, Laura Lee and Van have probably not had very many conversations. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like the, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Away games, bus rides. That's true. Yeah, but. Maybe overnights. Yeah, I mean. It's, camp. Okay, that's fair. But it seems like <laughs> Laura Lee, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like Laura Lee does her be uh, marches to the beat of her own drum and and like 
just as a sidebar, I want to say that we're only in episode two, but I really like, and I think I might have mentioned this in the first podcast, but I really like the way that Laura Lee's spirituality is treated by the girls on the team, aka, AKA the writer's room. Like, I like how the writers yeah. have written this um, because- Yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily authentic. Right. Um, which Which actually- there's some other stuff that we can talk about later in the season uh, where I think um, the writers chose to be uh, to make us feel good yeah. instead of uh, <laughs> giving us embracing yeah. the harsh realities right. of 19 that were probably present in 1996. But, you know, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. No, we've, I think- we've had a, a tough couple years. I'll take that win. <laughs> This is the way, if we went back to 1996, this is the way a lot of us, like, wish that it would have gone. Um, yeah, yeah. At the very least, I think we can say that. So the last thing we see from 1996, Misty, is after she hears Van and L- Lee discussing how much she rocks. She's peeing in the woods. She sees the plane's flight recorder. And she, in a moment of, like... <laughs> Uh, self-certainty, self-certainty that I, that I deeply envy. Um, she just destroys it. She beats it and clangs it so loud. (laughs) There are a lot of girls sleeping nearby and there's no way that they didn't hear all that clanging, but we're suspending our disbelief. Uh And then she pulls out some wires and light on the flight recorder stops flashing. Also, uh... Uh, wouldn't they have already uh, that, been that's my that's my actual question is isn't this enough time for there to have been a message sent from wherever they are does Maybe. anyone here work for the tsa tsa i'm, uh, I'm sure that that is flight, exactly flight stuff who would it does anyone fly planes does anybody is anybody a scientist help but yeah please, please help let us, us know um what the deal is here but should we now take a look at Misty in 2021? Yeah. I mean, I think we should just go go hard in the Misty, as they say. Um, I always say that. Because... Speaking of going hard in the Misty, <laughs> interior, early evening, Misty is listing her turn-ons. Oh they are God. bubble baths, walks in the rain, muscular calves. I'm with you so far, Misty. Escalators, you're losing me. Knuckles, what do you mean? Seamed clams. Oh, no. I think I know what you mean. La. Okay, so uh, I'm with her bubble bath walks in the rain, muscular calves. I'm also with her on knuckles. I can I can get behind knuckles. I, I like hands. I'm a big hands person. Strong. Sure, sure. Strong, sure hands. That's a, that's a turn on. Uh, and mm. I feel like the strongness and sureness of a hand can sometimes also include the knuckle. Okay, I'm I'm with Misty. Okay, sure. Um, the, the steamed clams. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, I don't know. Fancy dates on the beach where you're having steamers. I don't know. No, I'm lost on on steamed clams and escalators as well. But I mean, I don't know. Like. Is she thinking about having sex on an escalator? Because that's like tricky. You got to be got to be quick. You got to figure that. You know what I mean? Got to yeah. move fast. Yeah, the thrill, the thrill of uh, 
trying to get it done while moving against the flow of the escalator? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Escalators What's her and stand on, Kristen? I'll tell you. The usual stuff, dot, 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 hair, question mark. Uh... Yeah, so here we see Misty not really being so lucky in love, uh, lucky in Tinder. I just feel like as as fucking wild as Misty is, I don't think that she would have a difficult time finding some folks to bring back to her house. You know what I mean? I mean, well, I am not myself a Misty, but I just feel like Sitting across the table and being like, I am so turned on by Knuckles would probably like work on some folks. Work on some people. Yeah. She just heard just her delivery, her bed it's her bedside it's manner her bedside continues manner. to suffer into her late thirties. Late thirties, um, no, she's gotta be ninety six. She's late 30s. Oh, twenty five years reunion. <laughs> Pater. Pater. I forgot. <laughs> the actual uh, name of so. this fucking podcast is Reunion, <laughs> Reunion Pater. Pater. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she, oh, no, her car wouldn't start. It's the craziest thing. So Stan gives her a ride home, even though he really didn't want to. Um, the amount of wires that Misty has pulled out of various things. Her own car, the black box, Nat's car later. She's just. That's a spoiler. What are you talking about? We don't we don't see we don't find Jenny. out that she did that until the next episode. That is not a spoiler. There is no fucking way that anyone could watch this episode and not know that fucking Are you oh, kidding? I'm sorry. I thought we were a spoiler-free podcast. This is for not most of the episode. That is not a spoiler. All right. I protest. All right. I protest. Let, let us know, dear listener, was that a spoiler? I- because uh it's some about something that happens in the next episode actually. Okay. Okay. Uh Oh, my God. The way that they built this woman, she has a bird, the most disturbing, like, inherently disturbing of common pets. There is a horror movie, famous, famous horror movie. Just Hollow bones. Birds. Beady eyes. Scaly feet. Uncertain the only alliances and motives. Remnants of a dinosaur, right? Mm-hmm. And... This bird is named Caligula. <laughs> Misty, why? <laughs> uh, so she tries to get him to come inside and he's like, no. And then she starts crying and is like, it's because you think I'm ugly. <laughs> Misty, no. Misty. Uh, and then he he agrees. And she's like, cool. Um, yeah, just uh, if my bird flies at your face... Shield your eyes. Oh my god. But la- Stan is saved by the gnat with a rifle. Uh this is I think my favorite version of this trope where someone is sitting and waiting in the dark for you and you turn on your light and you're like, "Ah!" <laughs> this is so good. And personally, sometimes sometimes I feel like the Juliet Lewis of it all is maybe like cranked up one notch more than I personally need. Never but in, for me, just for the record. But here, <laughs> just like, hi, Dave. The hello, Misty, you crazy fucking bitch, is great. 
Oh my god, I love Very her so much. Satisfying. It really is. Her face at, during our during one of our live watches, I remember saying, "Juliet Lewis's fucking face in this particular episode is how I feel inside of myself almost all the time." <laughs> she's just so over it she's so over all of it she doesn't like she's like i have a rifle i'm here with a postcard fucking fuck me just so done so done i love her yeah yeah but Uh, yeah i mean this like kind of kicks off like the, the the best in my opinion the best thing about 2021 misty is misty and nat as a fucking set as a, as a fucking yeah. pair of people who, like, are just absolutely uh, the oddest of odd couples. <laughs> it is I so love, good. I love watching these two together. They are, they are very fun mm-hmm. to watch. And I think the other the other big thing that we learn about Misty, because there's a lot of offshoots, and I know we're, like, kind of chomping at the bit to get there because in this scene we get the postcard and I I want to talk about the postcard but just to like cross the T and dot the I oh my god both of those letters are in Misty wow that worked out for me Uh, (laughs) but like that Misty is a citizen detective is like the other big piece of Misty that we get in this episode. She has a like metal box of files and she explains to Nat what a citizen detective is. We're like PIs, except no one hired us or asked for our <laughs> Or asked help. for our help. <laughs> Incredible. Ma'am. We solve cold um, cases, so she's got all of this shit. She's got, like, I mean, some of it's ridiculous, like the brochure of Thaisa running for fucking Senate or whatever yeah, she's running yeah. for. Yeah, uh, Jeff and Shauna's wedding announcement. Mm-hmm. That um, seems important. That does seem relevant to the case. <laughs> uh, Jessica Roberts' business card. <laughs> new, a new addition to the file. Um, and a Xerox of Travis's ID. And yeah. Nat is like, you found Travis. And she, that's all she can think about. Even when hot, grown up, formerly goth, now real detective Kevin Tan walks the policeman, over and is like, I, We're referring to him only now as what this IMDb description refers to him as, which is the policeman formerly known as goth. That is yeah. <laughs> Kevin's name. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He is hot. He is hot. He is stoked to see her. He is trying to take her to a drink sometime. Natalie is completely closed off. Misty's uh, not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin leaves his business card, and Natalie just like leaves without the business card and with the Xerox of Travis's ID and Misty pockets the business card. <laughs> File that away. File that away. In your Heinz journal. Uh, also, Kristen, you completely... We've seen some evidence that Misty might be... I don't know. Somewhere on the psychopath, sociopath spectrum. Yeah. The the, uh, the swimming rat the rat, was our first... Yeah. The, the destroying of the the flight recorder, whatever. But you know what else? What else? You know what else? Uh, what other concrete evidence we have in our corner right now? My own citizen detective file. <laughs> 
on Misty oh, no. is expanding because <laughs> this woman has three beverages ready to go. They are tea, <laughs> coconut, LaCroix, pronounced LaCroix, La <laughs> and sherry, which is like tucked in the back of a cupboard. <laughs> so clearly all is not as it should the be. The choice of coconut LaCroix is incredible. Yeah. I, please tell me if you are, ever listen to this podcast and are res- the one responsible for that choice, message, DM me. Get in, Slide into my Mwah. DMs, buddy, because I'd like to talk more. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Hello, dear listener. It's me, Jenny Claus. Wow. Uh, here's the thing. Kristen and I just wanted to let you know about a very special event uh, that I do every year that's happening actually tomorrow. Hell yeah. Thursday, December 8th. It's called Tidings of Comfort and J-O-Y, and it's my annual holiday music extravaganza streaming concert. Oh, is Frank uh, going to be there like a little reindeer? Frank will be there like a little reindeer. Frank's got a fresh Christmas sweater, uh, and, you know, <laughs> there's going to be merriment and uh, classic holiday jams and sad Jenny Christmas songs and uh, all kinds of fun. And this year, for the first time ever, I've added on a little after hours VIP hang called Tidings After Dark. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> scandalous. Uh, where I'll be, you know, taking requests and uh, doing a little hot toddy tutorial. I actually just obtained a second webcam. So I'm hoping to have a toddy cam slash Frank cam set up. <laughs> By Thursday, <laughs> fingers crossed. Oh my God, where do I where do I go to sign up, Jenny? How do I find you? You could just go to JennyOwenYoungs.com mm. and click on events, mm. and uh, you'll see a very handy little link to tickets and info. The stream will be hosted on Moment, and uh, it's going to be really fun. And I'm really looking forward to. It. I look forward to this every year, and it's always so fun. And I hope that you will consider joining me. Uh, for a little merriment. I mean, Jenny Claus, who would not join you, really? <laughs> <laughs> when you said you were Jenny Claus, I tried to figure out who I was. And then I was like, does Santa have an ex-wife? And then I got, I, I just went <laughs> off on that track. So, wow. So that's where you've been. That's where I've been this whole time. <laughs> Santa could be divorced. Right? Divorced? Like, let me, let me just, I want to meet the former Mrs. Claus. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a blast. I've been to many, many, many of the holiday shows that you've done, and they rule. So you should oh. go. Endorsed by Kristen Russo slash former Mrs. Claus. <laughs> yeah, come on down. Again, you can just go to JennyOwenYoungs.com and click on events to get tickets and info. And uh, I hope to see you there. <laughs> oh, my God. Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. 
Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX, there's so many ways to watch movies these days, your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets, you will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all you can watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay, Jenny, do you want to, because we kind of like have flirted a little bit with the postcard, maybe we should like take a minute and talk about the postcard because that's a big deal we not only get the postcard that has been sent at least we know to um, misty nat and ty but on the back of the postcard is this little symbol which on the front of the postcard it's like mountainous wilderness and it says wish you were here ominously ah go ahead keep going and then on the back there's this little stick figure guy that's yeah, what should we, what should we, uh, can we call him Triangle Buddy? Triangle Buddy. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I love that. Triangle Buddy. We get, we meet, is this the first time, this is the first time we have met Triangle Buddy, right? Because we, I imagine it is because we see him on the postcard, but then we get a and very dramatic. later see him on a tree, tree in a meaningful way. Yeah, there's like, they're like panning by it and then the camera goes like, and then zooms in. <laughs> it's like, did yeah. you see Did you see it? Because it's on this tree. Triangle Buddy yep. has entered the chat. Triangle Buddy has entered the chat. <laughs> uh, and then I think the only remaining <laughs> misty stuff we get in this episode. Mm-hmm. Other than that, oh, hey, it's meaningful that she has already checked it out and knows that the postcard was sent via a mailing service, or so she says. She's a so the, the postmark is is uh, useless because it was like sent from a third party Misty. site. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, so 
morning the sun rises morning breaks natalie comes out of her um efficiency apartment in 2021 walks to her porsche and oh no she's so determined she's on a mission but her car won't start <laughs> lo and behold what are the odds misty pulls up next to her just as she's trying she to start her car to this creep try to tell me that this shit is a spoiler this bitch is like mad is like why do you have two coffees and misty's like i always yeah. buy two of everything just in case because i you know just in case i want to share <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Come on. Do you prefer podcasts or show tunes? Do you think Nat prefers podcasts or show tunes? Oh, God. I mean, honestly, probably podcasts, but I want to choose show tunes because I think you and I are the two genders of podcasts and show tunes. You know, like you, mm -hmm. would, you would pick podcasts and I would pick show tunes. So I want Nat to be on my team, but I think she's actually on yours. Yeah. But I don't think she'd want to listen to the podcast that Misty has queued up. Lord knows. Misty just listens to Serial like over and over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the thing that I was trying to think of earlier that I now have remembered is so small, but it's, just, it's a moment that I didn't catch until this viewing where when Misty and Nat are at the bar, Misty's like, oh, you got me a drink too. But Nat is actually just ordering <laughs> like, a PBR and a whiskey or whatever. It's so small, but it like uh, really tickled me on this view. Um, okay, so it's really something that's really interesting to me is the way that the viewership of this show responds to Misty, mm. who we've already seen do some terrible things, mm -hmm. uh, but because she also. <laughs> just wants to be loved and i think that seems yeah go ahead well i think because i really think that and you know we're only two episodes in here but i really think that christina ricci's performance in this role like specifically adult misty played by christina ricci is done we get a couple of these adult misty laughs already in this episode and she i mean she is just She's so fucking good at delivering this character to us. You know, it's like good actors give us characters who might otherwise be characters we don't like in ways where we're confused because it's so authentic and they believe so much what they are doing and believe in in themselves in what they're doing as the character that it's like complicated i i think a lot of mm -hmm. it i mean it's written really well it clearly it's not just christina ricci but i just feel like christina ricci just knocks it out of the fucking park yeah oh other things yes well so other big things i mean i have like three big things one was misty then I also have Shauna and Jeff, which is a huge... We get a lot of Shauna and Jeff in this episode, too. We do. <laughs> For the listener at home, Jenny's face just got so complicated, mostly amused, a little terrified. There's a lot happening on her face right now. <laughs> uh, th there's just some, there's some delightful stuff. Uh, we see them in couples therapy... And their therapist assigns them sexual homework. M marriage. They are. Marriage. What is it? Marriage 
like it it's lives up here in your lives heart. Lives in your heart and, and it dies, and dies down, down here, here yeah. in your crotch. Yeah. Yeah. She says. Um the therapist says, Okay, I want you to have sex and I want you to share a fantasy with each other that you've never shared before. And in unison, or at the same time, Jeff is like, Awesome. And Shauna's like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh which is funny. This is sweet, uh, though. I think. I mean, I they they try. It's good. They it's, try. It's good for them. Yeah, and it's, they get it's there. It's good for us because we get to see them try and fail. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's fantasy is that Shauna is a customer in his furniture store, um, and she's like, "Okay." So she comes in, and for some reason, she starts with a low, "Pardon me." <laughs> And then she switches <laughs> to a British accent and is like, I'm Tabitha. Tabitha. Oh, my God. Oh. It's so Melanie Linsky, also a, a fucking national treasure. She's actually not even she's I, we, she doesn't belong to us, but I want her to belong to us. Global treasure. Global treasure. Melanie Linsky. Uh, this is Melanie. Honestly, Melanie Linsky is has some of my favorite moments of the whole fucking series in this episode. You just described one of them. My uh, my fa- possibly my favorite moment in the entire series <laughs> is when she's on the fucking phone with her daughter and her daughter's like, "Do you not know how cell phones work?" And Melanie Linsky is like, "Do you not know how being home works?" It's literally yeah. my favorite burn that I've ever heard and it's delivered so perfectly. Melanie Linsky Marry me, but don't. Great job. You're so happily married to your beautiful husband. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, there's they're they're trying. They're they're trying. trying. Things take a turn for the worse when uh, (laughs) while, you know, freewheeling. Tabitha, Tabitha, Tabitha says uh, she's here to make a return. <laughs> Jeff's like, why? 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 The the thing that I love so much about this scene, as funny, I mean, it, a, it's hysterical. It really, it truly is like a plus peak comedy on every level. But the thing that I love about it that isn't just the comedy is that this is like to me the like heartbeat of long term relationship of like. You're like saying like like one person is trying and then the other person tries to meet them there, but does it in a way that like triggers a vulnerability for that person. And so then that person comes yeah. off the track. It's just like it's so genuine and it like it just felt so relatable to me just in a in a like love space of like I'm I, I'm yeah. trying. Fuck. Oh, God, you're off. Now I'm off. And now we're both off. And fuck now. the Like the whole train has gone <laughs> off the tracks. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Sex is off the menu. I just for now. I just want to say that my entire list of notes. I mean, I have like detailed notes, but then I have like this little scratch pad. And under Shauna and Jeff, my scratch pad notes are role play rabbits. Adam Bianca. That's it. That's the whole. (laughs) That's the whole. Yep. Gamut. Um, Yep. But yeah, the rabbit of it all. That seems important in the Shauna and Jeff category yeah well shauna's at home and she answers her cell phone from uh she has a call from an unlisted number and it's adam and he's like hey you never called my friend at the shop and she's like how do you know and he's like because i am my friend right uh and she's like 
Ew. While they're having this conversation, he appears to be eating a PB&J with the filthiest mechanic hands. And the jelly is like dripping on his hand. It's like it's it's like it's, I want a PB&J almost always, but this was one moment where I almost yeah. didn't want Adam, a PB&J. Don't ruin PB&J for us. <laughs> uh and he's like, "Hey, I'll fix your car for free if you have dinner with me." And then she's flustered and is like, "No, no, I got to go." Uh then she looks out the kitchen window, sees a rabbit and is like, "Ah, part of my life where I can execute some kind of control over a situation. Takes a butcher knife. Oh, but is it a butcher knife? It's like a fucking cleaver. Mm. Is that the same thing? I don't know. Sorry. Pull- mm, you know, I don't actually know. Let's find it out. It sounds like a big knife. She's got a big honking cleaver, I guess. The big rectangular kind <laughs> of knife. Rectangle knife. And uh, she butchers the crap out of this rabbit because Callie did not take the frozen meat out of the freezer. Classic Callie. Fucking Callie too uh, busy vaping in her room. Yeah. Gen Z doesn't know what frozen meat looks like. <laughs> and this is what you get. Dead rabbits. So. Uh, so. Turns out the chili that she makes with the rabbit is delicious. I mean, it probably fucking is. Like, let's not. Yeah. I, I I had a, a brief conversation in the in the chat about this. But like as as disturbing as it is to see this. Right. Like because. They really show us what it is to butcher a rabbit in this scene. And yeah, it's upsetting. It's rough. But at the same time, I think it's more respectable. I feel this way just about life. I think it is more respectable to actually eat animals that you have (laughs) any kind of idea what happened to them before they got into your fucking food than it is to do what most of us do, which is to just like fucking skip off to the store and buy this package thing and never have to think about the history of this thing. And I actually, I don't stick to this like 100%. Jenny is like cackling at me. I don't know why yet, but we're going to find out. I I have, I mostly, (laughs) I mostly only eat animals that I think that I could kill myself. Sometimes I will have a burger and I know I couldn't do that. I never, I don't eat pork of any kind at this point, at this stage of my journey. I rarely eat um, beef, and but I do eat chicken and fish because I think if push came to shove, I'm so sorry to all the chickens that listen to this podcast, but mm. I do think mm. that I can, I do think that I could kill a chicken. Why were you laughing? Uh... Okay, for those of you who had Kristen goes on a brief rant against the uh, against the big meat industrial <laughs> complex on your bingo card uh, in in this episode of Doomcoming, go ahead and check that off. Did she talk about it last episode? Yes. Did I? Will she talk about it next episode? <laughs> Probably. Did I Something say to the same forward thing? To? The last episode. More or less. Oh, I'm sorry. Which I celebrate. I celebrate. You're right. It's it's true. We're completely disconnected Ugh. from a lot of the food that we eat. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's great. But um, I like that you have been so consistent <laughs> these two episodes. At least you know I'm telling the truth uh, about my feelings. <laughs> the thing that you um, didn't say, Jenny, is that hmm. you you know you talked so gallantly about Adam and and Adam calling. Uh, Shauna, but we didn't really even talk about the fact that it got into a fender bender. Um, And that is important for one reason for me, which is that 
I don't know if there's anything more intimate than writing your phone number on the inside of somebody's arm. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a big step for somebody you just met getting in a fender bender. Like you like you could write your number on the on the top of my hand or even my forearm. The top of my forearm doesn't feel intimate. There's something about the underside of the forearm that Yeah, it tickles. It, yeah, it's very it's a very tender place. It's like, okay. So, whatever. They get in this in this fender bender, but um the exchange is is quite flirtatious. So, I don't think Adam was off base asking her for asking her to dinner. But she declines. Mm. And mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that's the Adam of it all. And then the Bianca of it all. So we have this like it's set up where Shauna and Jeff are trying to get the spark back in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And they do succeed by the end. They like finally Shauna gets her act together and asks uh, fucking what's his name? Hank. Is that his fake name? Hank. That's right. For Hank a sturdy, Tabitha name. needs a sturdy bed by the end of the episode. So that works for them. Oh, and yeah. they totally fuck. Oh, yeah. She's going to, it needs to be really sturdy. So they're probably going to have to test a few options. Do you think this means that they fuck in Callie's bed? Oh, no, no. Based on her, no. based on that dialogue no. and her lack of boundaries? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I don't want it, but I'm unsure about I'm the I'm sorry. Answer. These are the questions that have to be asked. I think I just imagined them, like, pretending the kitchen floor was a bed and then fucking on the couch and then fucking on okay. their actual bed. Um, cool. That's good. The, that's the vision I would like to preserve for myself. And just when you're like, oh, great, Shauna said no to Adam and they did this role play and they were successful. So maybe everything's going to be all right. Um, Shauna checks Jeff's phone when he goes into the bathroom and there's a text from somebody named Bianca that's like, meet you at four in the usual place. What the? Tomorrow. Don't be late. Fuck. What the fuck? What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. What what do you want to talk about, Jenny? I have I have plenty of notes over here, but where would you like to go next? Uh you know, I think maybe the Van and Jackie <laughs> business should just be touched upon. Charred uh, Van. Just Charred Van. Va- at the beginning of the episode when, you know, the plane crashes and then it's the immediate aftermath. Uh Shauna and Jackie are pretty out of it, right? Because they took Jackie's mom's Valium. But uh, Jackie's trying to get Shauna out of the plane and Van's seatbelt seems to be jammed or something. She can't get out of her seat and flames are very close to where she's sitting and she's screaming like, help me, help me, help me. And they go and they they try for a second and then Jackie decides, I got to get Shauna out of here. Bye. And basically drags Shauna away. And... um. The fact that after this trauma, Van's first words to Jackie and Shauna are surprise. Surprise. <laughs> hey, they're not to Shauna. They're just to Jackie. It's just to Jackie, yeah. But, oh Shauna, Shauna and Van are cool. Um, then later on when um, Van is eating <laughs> some snacks and uh, everyone's saying like, oh, I'm sure we'll get rescued by like tomorrow or whatever. But Jackie is like, we'll still maybe... Maybe we should conserve some food in case they don't get here till later in the day. And Van is like, oh, you want to save the corn nuts? Van. She's like, very choice. This is 
the unfortunate circumstances that make this exchange uncomfortable aside, Jackie, I feel like, is in the right here. Jackie is uh, being smart, thinking about rationing. But, uh... I mean, I think, like, ja- you know, you bring up a, a good... Uh, look, something that makes me think a little bit more, right? Because you're you're right in that rationing food is a smart idea. But also, Van's like, you think that if something happens, fucking corn nuts is going to be what saves us is also correct. And I think that even on the plane of it all... Like Jackie dragging Shauna off the plane as it's in flames is not necessarily an act of evil, but yeah. Van and Shauna, because Shauna wanted to run back onto that plane, and I think like for yeah. Van and Shauna, Van and Shauna seem more like um, team players. <laughs> I think you know, and like the episode even gives us yeah. another little fucking note of that when they need like alcohol or something for uh, Ben's leg and they find Jackie's like witch hazel or whatever the fuck and her for her gut response is like though that's mine before she realizes yeah. like what am I talking about so I I think I think that there is and any good show right gives you like the ability to kind of see both sides but in in this case I I, I gotta say I see Van's side a bit more than Jackie's and also, Van is so fucking funny that I just can't. Yeah. I love I love that it's fine. Fucking sarcastic charred Van is one of my favorite characters on television of all time. <laughs> <laughs> she's so mad. Her face is literally charred and she's eating corn nuts with an attitude. Like it's so fucking funny. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we also see people reunited with their luggage notably laura lee reunited with her Her stuffed bear and she's so happy and i love her so much and lottie reunited with some prescription medication six i counted them in a panic like literally Mm -hmm. i was like i felt like lottie in in the moment and i was like one two three four five six oh no it doesn't seem like enough i'm worried we know there's a second season of this show just six pills doesn't seem like enough (laughs) yeah Um, yeah um Another reunion that occurs is uh, the Martinez boys are reunited with their father. This is who... another. Oof. Yeah, and and you take us take us there, but bef- before you take us there, like the way we get there is that teddy bear, which just go back to the F sharp of it all, and like what I was saying at the beginning. There's just like a lot of little things in the episode that take innocence and bloody it. I mean, literally. And like, right, right. that's like, like Laura Lee finds this teddy bear and the first thing that happens to the teddy bear is blood falls on it. And then she looks up holding the teddy bear and blood falls on her face. And all of that is coming from <gasps> Coach Martinez, who is up in a tree. Who's up in a tree. So this sucks. He was, as we talked about last week in uh, What's the Buzz, he was helping people like Shauna and Jackie put masks on uh, at which point he was thrown from the plane which is how he ended up in this tree which is also I guess how coach Ben who was probably up and about trying to help uh, also got tossed out of the plane so that he could be underneath something yeah yeah oh man Um, 
Ugh, this is really sucks. Javi, it's really rough. Javi has been looking for his dad the whole time, and Travis has been like, fuck all of this the whole time. Like, two yeah. very different responses to massive trauma, and then here we are, and there's their dad, and there's... <laughs> So these ideas tossed around. Um, Jackie thinks they should throw a shoe at him to see if maybe he's oh, still alive. Um, Laura Lee maybe is like we could give him. We could try to like tie ropes to him. Nat is yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with all of you? And as this is happening, Travis just grunts and climbs this fucking tree to get up to his dad. Yeah. Yeah, but basically he gets up there, he starts to climb out to his dad, the branch starts to break, he jumps back, and then the branch falls with Coach Martinez. That is bad. That is bad. Yeah. That is filmed so well because we do not see like you see the like you see the branch and Coach Martinez kind of, but it's like very much in the background. There's nothing detailed shown about this, but the way that they shoot this where it falls and then all of the girls like turn towards camera. And so they're like, you see them all just like horrified. It's so powerful. I think it's just yeah. such a good like directorial choice um, to, to make us feel the horror, especially cause we already saw, like we saw the leg and that was like body horror. And so then to feel horror in all these other ways that they give it to us, is just like nice, a spicy meatball as Jenny Owen Youngs would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one other thing we didn't, I mean, we've given a lot to Misty in this episode, but like this is another moment where Misty is the only one and she flies into fucking action. The minute yeah, Travis goes to that blankets. tree. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like tie blankets together. She's ready. If Travis fell from that tree, it is possible that they would have been able to fucking catch him because Misty acted so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, really impressive. Yeah. Um... My my only other main episode, uh, spoiler free note, mm-hmm. has to do with uh, Taisa and Sammy. Yeah, uh, Taisa is doing some some shadow puppets for Sammy in his room. Bunny, snail. Then she says, "You'll never get this one," which is a, a weird. <laughs> Maybe it's just something you say to your kid. So that then they're like that's really amped I, up or whatever. That's how I but... took it. Because like, what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's a wolf. And then she hallucinates that she's better at shadow puppets than she actually is. <laughs> it becomes significantly more realistic. Then she has a vision of a real wolf. And she's like, Ugh. Uh, She opens Sammy's curtain. He's, he's kept the curtains closed nonstop. They call it Dracula's Crypt in there. Uh <laughs> And Sammy has covered his window in drawings of, like, eyeballs and people. And Thaisa's like, why did you do this? And he he said, so she can't see me, the lady in the tree. She watches me at night. Yeah, Sammy is, like, very much positioned as, like, the other, like, horror movie plot that's happening. It's like, oh, you think the woods is scary? How about this triangle buddy? Oh, you think the triangle buddy is scary? How about this kid who draws haunted drawings and talks about the lady in the tree? There's just, like, a lot of threads right now, you know? So, yeah. And Sammy's definitely one of them. And, and like, we get a little bit of their interior home life as well, um, Ty and... Her wife and like Ty's running for office has taken her away from some of the things that they have done together historically as parents. Um, 
the only other the only other thing I have, and we've we've talked about it um a bit already, so it's not like huge that we have to to go into it a ton more, but the Nat and Travis of it all does seem to be like a really big thread for this episode as well, because oh, we, yeah. we really see like teen Nat and teen Travis having very, very important moments together after this plane yep. crash. Um and the I think a really cool transition too is like there's a moment when um, it's after they after they have seen that Coach Martinez has died and they're all sort of like walking. They're carrying his body back, which also is pretty staggering. Um, yeah. And Nat hands her flask to Travis and he takes a sip and then she takes a sip and then it cuts us to us in in present day with her in her hotel room or whatever you called it uh drinking her efficiency apartment her efficiency of apartment uh drinking from a bottle and yeah um and then like i think the fact that one of you know one of the main moments we get with now where she's by herself she calls She's like looked yeah. up Travis based on the information that Detective Misty has found, and yep, she yep. calls him. It's just like, like wrong number. Yeah, so there's there's just like a lot set up for us in that space as well, um, that I'm sure we will learn more about as we move forward. We talked uh, a lot about the music last episode. This episode clearly has some fucking hits. We talked about Mother Mother, Hold On by Wilson Phillips, which you know I'm going to fucking close out this episode with <laughs> because please. Um, <laughs> and we also get a Portishead song, uh, Glory Box. So yeah, this is my least favorite needle drop in the show so far. Not because I don't love Glory Box by Portishead. I love yeah. it, but I don't. It's like a sexy song. It's not a song for lighting a fire, covering dead bodies, uh, you know, finding your meds. <laughs> yeah. It's just it, like, it just doesn't feel tonally like the right choice to personally to for you, my to whatever. What, in a show where I feel like they're really like nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it course, works at for, it's like, it, I mean, for me, it actually works the whole time, but I, I can see where mm. you're coming from. And but I think that they, I think the needle drop of it works, but then they, th this song plays through so many moments that, right. you know, if, if you're a person who pays attention to more than just the general vibe of a thing, which I don't, uh, it, <laughs> it probably stops working for you. Okay, we're ready to go into What's the Buzz. We are aware that we did not play the Shoop game this episode, but don't worry, we'll give you double the Shoop uh, for half of the price next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, excellent. As the girls What's over the at Angel buzz? on Top say, hit it, bitch. Mmm. What's the buzz? I got a couple of things. What do you got? Hit me. Well, my main thing um, is just that, okay, so we see uh, an amputation and cauterization uh, and some, like, alcohol being splashed uh, onto a wound uh, for somebody who's who's had a major, <laughs> major physical trauma. Um, I just want to let everybody listening know that a variety of medical professionals active on the Yellow Jackets Reddit mm. have confirmed that there is pretty much zero likelihood that uh somebody experiencing a a injury of this magnitude without a course of iv antibiotics would not would not last 
Ah, well, that doesn't even seem like a spoiler, Jenny. You probably could have just said that in the main app. Well, but well, I guess we nobody, don't know that nobody ben who survives. nobody knows that Ben lives right, or whatever. Right, right, right. But you're, you're but right. this is where we start to see like yikes, <laughs> why that would be. Um, so uh, what do you got? Well, I've got so this this Plato quote, um, and this is new for me. I accidentally wound up on a Reddit thread today. I didn't even mean to do it. Um, but this Reddit thread that I went on said that this modification of this Plato quote where it was once, uh, Plato's actual quote is the medium, not wilderness. Opinion is the wilderness between knowledge and ignorance. Um, Probably an accident on the character Misty's part, but on the writer's part, is this an allusion to the wilderness and the ethical decisions that are made by the survivors? Like you, Hmm. you posited this theory last What's the Buzz about Misty maybe being... Did you even say it? And what's the buzz? Them? Yeah, you did, right? That Misty maybe planted herself in the cannibal camp. Um, oh yeah, to poison their food and like this idea that there are two camps, um, etc. So I just thought that was a fun thing. Uh, yeah, that's a fu- fun. A fun little nugget. Um, and then let's see what else do I have? Oh, the the wolf. I think important, right? Like we learn later. Oh yeah, of course that that it's Ty in the woods when they're when they're leaving. It's Ty's decision that she wants to leave. Van goes with them. The wolf attacks them and literally yeah. mauls uh, Van. So this is like directly, at least from what we know for season one, coming from this moment. Um, yeah, and we'll see Taisa hallucinate wolves moving forward. We know that the lady in the tree is Thaisa. Thaisa. So that's a whole fucking. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that's a whole fucking thing, and I think that that's really all I have minutia wise. There's I'm... not a lot of like predictor stuff. Like n- n- things are being set up here, but in this episode, but not really. We're not really moving yet. Yeah, I think that p- the only other thing that's in my mind is like, I actually can't remember. I don't remember like who the fuck Bianca is. And I like, I'm like, well, and I know that like clearly. <laughs> oh, Je- I like, I know Bianca Jeff isn't having Bianca, an affair, but yeah. Kristen, Bianca works for, uh, she's part of a loan shark group that, that uh, Jeff owes a lot of money to, right. which is why it's particularly hilarious that Jeff's fantasy is having a customer at his <laughs> furniture store. <laughs> And why he's so turned off when Tabitha is like, I'm here to return an item. I have a return. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, um, you know, there's probably some more in here, but those were the things that I had that I just wanted to um, dig into a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, well, here we go. What's the next episode? The Dollhouse? A big mm-hmm. one. A big one. Um, Exciting. All right. Well, uh, to the tune of Wilson Phillips. Oh, that's the no, I guess I talked about the Wilson Phillips lyrics already. That's and that's not a spoiler. But mm-hmm. to the tune of Wilson Phillips, we will exit this. Jenny, do you have anything that you want to say together in unison with me? Oh, I have an idea for how we okay. can go out on this episode. Um, okay. You pick your favorite turn on that missed in Misty's list and I'll pick my favorite turn on in Misty's list. And then we'll say it at the same time. And that'll be how we end the episode. Uh, that seems more than fair. Let me just find the list again. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, say three, two, one, and then we'll say it. Three, two, one. Muscular, Muscular calves. calves. Nice. <laughs> Jinx. Excellent.
Attention, fans of fairy tales that are magical, hilarious, and grim. The award-winning Pinna Original Podcast Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest has new episodes out now. While you've probably heard of the Brothers Grimm, you've never heard these tales told in quite this way. I'm Adam Gidwitz, best-selling and Newbery Honor author of Books for Children, and in Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, I share the real weird, grim fairy tales with real, weird, hilarious kids. In each episode, you not only get to hear a story, but you also get to enjoy this group guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and sharing their own perspectives on the tales. Also, heckling me. They love to heckle me. The episodes are rated on a scale from grim to grimmer to grimmest, so there's always a great variety of tales to explore with your family. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes.